Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. Hey, I, I'm here with Tara Erickson. Hello, Tara Erickson. Hello, hello. <laughs> so uh, our usual podcast hosts aren't here because one of them is having a baby and the other one is on vacation. Uh, so that's Bill and Jessica. But I'm here. I've got nothing going on. So I get the honor of interviewing the star of the Lifetime movie that is premiering uh, Saturday the uh, the 7th at 8 p.m. Tara Erickson. Tara, welcome to the show. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm so excited, man, for this to come out. So I told you this is going to be uh, mostly me complimenting you. So <laughs> I'm going to start with a compliment. The best acting that you do in the movie, you do a lot of great acting. The best acting, you don't even say a word. It's when you're doing the little hoodie thing mm -hmm. where you, you zip up the hoodie and you're just taking a second to breathe before you go outside. You tell me everything about your character in one second. It's like silent movie acting. You're scared, but determined, but a little bit uh, angry that you have to. It's all emotion at once. The people, when they watch the movie, they'll see it. Uh, I don't even have a question. Just, hey, you did great there. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that was like a little bit of improvising, actually, when we filmed that. I think in the script, it did say like, okay, okay, or something. And I remember just being like, yeah, I think I would like, it would be more under my breath, sort of panicking, like, okay, 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 okay. Right, like, right. Shit, Not fuck, saying fuck. Yeah, yeah, like a whole deal. I forget. Can we curse? I think I just said the F word. No, no, it's uh, quite, all, quite all right. We are an E-rated uh, podcast, so it's okay. E-listening? What does E mean? I don't know what E means, Explicit. Jay. Explicit. Oh, right. You're talking about E like uh, that you see on a CD. I don't think in terms of E in a podcast. Absolutely. So good. If I'm you just want a freestyle rap about right. different sexual positions, that's okay. I'm not that's encouraging okay. you to do that. I'm just saying you could if you wanted. So, uh, yeah. It, so if people don't know, uh, I wrote the screenplay. And I just want to take a moment here to say, anytime you improv stuff that I wrote, it was better than what I wrote. So thank you for that. So Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it was, it was fun. And also Mary, Mary and Buzz, like definitely helped out with the, the writing too. And, you know, tweak some stuff on set and, yeah, well, that was it was good because, as Mary said, uh, you know, I'm a guy and we are writing uh, women. And, you know, this is actually something that I, I like as a writer, especially as a middle aged white man. Like, I don't I, am I allowed to write for women anymore? Like, I, I'm not saying that in like a in a I'm making fun of woke culture, but sometimes I'm like writing and I like I don't know if I should or not so it's good to have a set of female eyes on it to go no that's not how we talk Jay right 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 yeah I mean we're we're kind of in that like cancel culture uh I don't know arena right. and even I mean I feel the pain because I just uh I directed a short film and it dropped on my YouTube channel a couple weeks ago but I'm making a sequel in the sequel there are two lesbians in it right. I wanted to cast two of my actor friends but both of them were like 
listen, we've read too many articles about like uh, straight pe people playing gay people. And I'm like, I would love to have actual gay people play the, you know, right. the role. there's not a lot of money that I have. So it doesn't even matter. I found my, my two friends who are gay, who are a couple are going to play those two because they are actually gay. And I'm like, great. I got that covered. Because cover. Mary also plays a lesbian in it and yeah. she's not gay. But I'm like, I get your pain where I'm like, do I, am I allowed? But what if they're really good actors, but they're not right. like, it's that whole thing. And just like even writing sometimes, you know, I, I, I the, the best way I can handle it is like colorblind casting. You know, <laughs> that way I'm not writing this is an African-American or this is an Asian-American because then it feels like maybe I'm not allowed to write that. I'll just write a character and then we'll just cast whoever for the character and go from there. But I, it's not a political stance. It's honestly, I, you've read my Twitter feed. I'm so liberal that I, I, I offend myself. So it's just coming from the point of view of like, how do I live up to the ideals of trying to, you know, be inclusive, but also not take a job away from somebody or, or do it incorrectly. You know what I mean? So it's. Yeah. I mean, writing that line, exactly what you said, how do I do it without taking a job away from someone? Meaning I want to give the gig to two actors who are like, I would love to be in this short film to have footage and it would be fun. Right. Versus giving it to friends who are not pursuing an acting career, but who are gay. And what, I'm like, exactly. you know, so. Or, or from the, the writing point of view of, I want to make an inclusive group of people. I want to have someone in the group be gay because in any group there's gay people. But, yeah. you know, it, it, I guess it's different if they're just, you know, somebody that you're writing versus trying to like express what their life is like. Right. Which, that maybe that's where the line is. I don't know. I don't mean to get a sidetrack. It's just one writer to another. One, you, know, you you get where we're coming from here. I get it. I get it. <laughs> so so uh, you guys did the movie. I, I, I forget now. It's like February. Is that when you filmed, or was it? March? Uh, I think we started late Feb February. Yeah, late February, beginning March. We went right. for two weeks, three weeks, something like that. Right. I, it, it felt like more like a day and a half with the amount of time yeah. to shoot. Uh, so but Buzz, our director, did a fantastic job. And he also produced this. Is that how you came to be in the project? You know Buzz. Yeah, so I actually know Mary O'Neill, who stars in Psycho Storm Chaser alongside of me. I've known her for about 18 years. We went to musical wow. theater school together. She's one of my best friends. Um, and then when Buzz started doing the Just Scare Me, he started making short films over uh, quarantine and I was in a couple of them. And then I was also in a Lifetime movie around when he started that. I was in a different Lifetime movie called The Twisted Nanny, which is now changed its name to The Nightmare House, which you can rent online. It's right. got two different names. I don't know why. There, that's how it goes. I, I uh, once wrote a story that was called The Perfect Pose and it became Psycho Yoga Instructor <laughs> last year. And it was one of those deals where like people watch it and they go, this yoga instructor is not very psycho. And I was like, what? originally he wasn't that psycho. So I wrote this one from the ground up with this guy's going to be psycho. There's yeah. nobody can say not psycho enough. Totally psycho. Anyway, I interrupted you. Go on. No, I love it. I mean, people love Psycho. I mean, I, I remember reading Rib's part, who plays the Psycho and Psycho Storm Chaser, and being like, man, I, I hope one day somebody makes like, even in one take in the line of the movie, there's a part where I'm not going to spoil the thing. There's It's a highlight of the film. And they're like, all right, just do, do whatever you want now. And I played the line like a complete and utter psycho. And they were like, yeah, not, Buzz was like, yeah, no, 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 no. That was too intense. I was like, I know, I just wanted it for my blooper reel. Like, right, right. Uh, so I have psychos. this. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's how I know Buzz. I was in a couple of his of his um, short films, and then he checked out my other Lifetime movie and was like, "Oh, yeah, all right, like right. let's come on," you know. So, right. uh, so yeah, I already knew him. I mean, him and him and Mary, I've known them forever. Right, and I, I know Buzz. How, yeah, worked out. I, I just knew him as a producer, and I originally called him just to produce. I was like, "Hey, I need a producer on this because I don't know what I'm doing." Uh, do you know any good directors? And he was like, I do actually. And yeah. he did me. So I said, Oh, great. Well, let's, let's, let's make this happen. So it was uh, very nice that it all came together. And uh, I should uh, tell you that my wife and daughter, uh, this, I learned something about women during the production of all this, which is <laughs> if guy is good looking enough, you will forgive a lot. You will. My, my wife and daughter, you know, loved Rip, just thought he was fantastic. And, you know, the whole time, she's 10. My my wife uh, is uh, 26. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah. good save. Um, and uh, they they were like, you know, I know he's crazy and I know he's evil, but I like him. And I'm like, how, how could you? He's like, he's a likable killer. I get that. But yeah. I, I just think like, I, I realized I'm never going to be good looking enough that I could also be a psycho killer. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> That's no, you the got, true distinction. Yeah, you got to leave that up to, to X models, which Rib was for a very long time. He was right. a model, as you can see, by just looking at him as like an older guy, you're like, he's hot. And he's yeah, a, no, he's believe older, me, I, my, like, my wife has sent me several pictures of, of Rib yeah. from his yeah. modeling days. Like, hey, yeah. look at this. Look and I was like, yeah, no, I, I see. It's all right. So my, my goal, like, I just want to be good looking enough that I could not pay at a McDonald's. And my wife would still forgive me, like like petty crime. Like I didn't. I just drove through the drive-through. My wife would be like, "You're hot enough to get away with that." Do we really think that like Christian Bale is driving through McDonald's and they're not charging him, Jay? Yeah, it's a good point. They're like, they are like, listen, it's twenty five dollars for your small fry. You <laughs> and know he's like, I, mean? I don't know like, what regular people pay food for. Exactly, so he has no idea. He's like. Here's a hundo. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you you guys, this was a weird experience, too, because we we did this at the height of COVID. Yes, we uh, did. You know, so this is filming late, early 2021. And uh, we were talking right before we, we aired. We have not, like, talked outside of, like, Twitter. Right. You know, uh, which is weird because usually we would have seen each other several times on set. And, you know, talked about this and I would have been at the table read, which was a virtual table read. It yep. was uh, it was a weird experience. But do you think just from the acting side that it brought you guys closer together or it changed the dynamic on the set? Like, was it different filming in COVID versus, you know, before? Yeah, I mean, it was really different because there was I, I knew a couple of the other actors like Aqua Danso shows up as, as a cop. And uh, I realized on set that I knew Steve Hofstetter uh, through like Ben Glebe and other comedian friends that I know. Right. But like, it was funny because they couldn't have like Aqua film the same day as me, but he needed to go away and be off set before I could come in because COVID protocols, you can't have right. that many people. So it's like, but it was still the same at, on any set. Like it's, it's basically talent and crew and you become a small family because right. I rely on Buzz the director, but I also in the midst, I'm, I'm listening to like the DP and is it, I'm, I'm looking at what they're doing. If Buzz is busy and being like, do you want me to cheat in, cheat out, whatever. Yeah. It's like all those people you become very close with. And because I couldn't have 
other actors there, a lot of time it was the AD, Amanda, who would be right. reading Yvonne's lines or somebody else's lines to me so, so that I could react to them on the phone or on screens because it right. couldn't have the actual other person there. Right, yeah. So it just so you guys know that uh, uh, Tara's character is, you know, she's got this ex that she, yeah. you, 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 that most of their conversations take place on the phone. So normally, you know, the character, the actor would be there sort of feeding lines in, in, in this scenario, we, we couldn't do that. And yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's always interesting because I've, I've, you know, I've always tried to write myself apart in these, these things. I couldn't do it this time. You can always tell which part I write for myself because it's a single uh, uh, syllable name plus a color. When <laughs> I, was, I was Hank Green. I was, uh, uh, I forget the other one, but uh, so I've been on a couple of these sets and there is that thing where you're like, we are a family and we will never not talk to one another. And then it's over and you don't talk to them. Like, you don't ever again, right? Yep. You just yeah. you run into them like seven and a half years later. And you're like, how are you doing? Pretty good. That's it. Yep. You're like, oh, you worked on the other thing. They're like, yeah, good to see you. And then you might become another family again for 14 yeah. days. And everyone is off to their own production and lives. Except right. for sometimes it's cool when you can make friendships, you know, on set. And you see them again on a different set. Oh, and and at least have them on a call sheet to be like, I mean, I've done it multiple times. Where I'm like, I need a sound person. I'm like, could I use that DP from that one shoot that one time? I'll find yeah. him on the call sheet. Like, you yeah. know, it's that kind of a thing. And you do comedy too, right, Tara? Yeah. So, so I always say it's the same experience with comedians, especially, you know, because that's my background. I, yeah. I'm a comedian that, uh, well, I guess it depends on what year, like what, however much money I made. I'm either a comedian that writes screenplays or a screenwriter that does comedy. I don't know which I am this year. I'll tell you when I do my taxes. But uh, that experience where you'll, you know, especially your peers, the people that you came up with, you're all working at the same time, which means you don't see anybody. So people will, like I always say, there's that experience of, hey, do you, like Steve is one of my best friends in, in comedy. It's like, when was the last time you saw him? A year and a half ago. And you're like, yeah. how is that a best friend? It's like, it's comedy. We're good friends. You know, yeah. the way it works is you're always passing in the night. Oh, a hundred percent. And it's, it's funny. I mean, in regards to like, cause I don't do stand up anymore. Um, but good for I, you. Um, you escaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I'm only doing this cause I'm an actor who wants to work. So if somebody comes to see my set in the two years that I was doing it and is like, let's call her in to cast her in something. Right. That was more, the only reason why I was doing it. I was like, I need to dip out of this. Cause I'm not as in love with it. Like some uh, people who love stand-up comedy at you, I'm sure going out doing, you know, your comedy on stage. It's like people go to open mics. They love it. They feed off of it. It's like their medicine to me. It was like, I'm doing this because I want to work as an actor and I'm funny. Yeah. You know, like it was one of those things. Just, just, so, so you know, just so people don't get confused. It's not so much my medicine as it is the thing I need to take to get right. It's my heroin. So yeah. it's, uh, I'm jonesing for it more than I am liking it. Just so everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very ad addictive thing. Uh, I, I'll tell you a quick story. I was once cast in a movie because of stand up. But I had no, like, no acting experience, no aspersions to be an actor, no ambition whatsoever. It was just this couple who was producing a movie saw me in Vegas and was like, do you want to be in a movie? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll be in a movie. And here's what I discovered. Don't tell other actors on set that's how you got the movie. Right. They, they will dislike you at a very deep... I don't, they probably would have disliked me anyway, Tara. I'm not saying that right. this was the whole reason. 
But I remember that everybody's sitting around. It's like, well, I do New York theater and I did six auditions for this and I got it. Like I've been in theater school and I did this. And they were like, how about you, Jay? And I was like, I just did a set in Vegas and they asked me if I wanted to do it. I don't really care one way or the other. And it was That's just- exactly what Steve sounds like when he's on set, your yeah. friend. Cause yeah. I was like, oh, you know, how, how, what did the, and he's like, oh, I do stand up. You know, I, I, I know, I know Jay, he's like, I've been in a few of these. And I was like, yeah. oh, amazing. But Steve is hilarious. And he yeah. had a very tiny, like he played a cop and it was, it was fine. It was great. But I'm like, if it was not me or like Mary and it was someone else yeah. and I'm sure they would, they would be like, Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Cause I spent um, a month preparing right. for this and you didn't, you just yeah. walked in and got it. Uh, Cause you know, someone, yeah. <laughs> you know, like in, in their head, like I'm going to, if I can, I would, I'll murder you and we're yeah. done. Like, just terrible. You're, you're sitting there doing like sense memory exercises. And yes. going like, I'm just going to say the words and then leave. Is that yes. okay? Is that good? 100%. Steve is kind of my good luck charm. He's been in three of the movies that I've, I've written now. And I love it. All of them have sold. So I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it's, and, and as to, to go back to what we we're talking about, I'm not sure how to write for a ginger. So it's good. Yeah. That, That's you know, good. I hope that the ginger community doesn't come after me like, hey, you don't really capture our voice here. You, you don't. He's got red hair and he doesn't sound like it. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I know this is not this is not how the community would interact. <laughs> so this is your second lifetime movie, Tara. Is that yeah. yeah. Yeah, fortunately. Like I was I was really stoked. And I think that me being in one before helped me get this one because they had some footage to look at of going like, oh, she can handle her own as a lead in a in a larger film. Um, so I think it gave him the confidence to give me the role of Abby in this one. Question for you, because like when you go to LA to be an actor, or like if you get involved in anything in the entertainment industry, nobody knows what a big deal is and what a little deal is. They only sort of know what their own experience is. And I, I like there'd be certain clubs I'd get into that would be like big clubs in the comedy community. But my friends don't know or care about it. So you go, oh, I, you know, I passed at this club and they'd be like, I what does that matter? I I got on. Um, what was it? I did like 30 seconds on Last Comic Standing, didn't get passed or whatever, 2,000 yeah. phone calls. Like, oh my God, this is fantastic. I get, you know, it's it's weird that people don't know what it is that we do and get excited about different things, which is a long wind up to say, I would imagine are people in your life going like, oh my God, lifetime. Like, do you have right. like ants and stuff losing their mind? About yeah, it? yeah. I mean, some of them are like, oh, man, you got like a second lifetime. Like, that's amazing. I bet you have a lifetime TV show. No time. I'm like, yeah, I wish that is not how the business works. I got I got I was very fortunate and lucky. And hopefully, I mean, really what I'm more hoping for, which I think would be good just all around is just to get write ups about it. Right. So there's a couple write ups from the one before of like, you know, praising my acting in the movie before and stuff, which is would be great for this one because it's it's more of like the buildup and the influence that a film would have on a general audience right. to get people to notice like oh that's a thing who was in that this it was directed by this it was written by jay black type deal right. so that all of our brand comes up and hopefully and people, the ticker on imdb goes down and here's here's what i will tell you steve i, I i'm sure you've seen his uh twitter page and his youtube page. oh yeah 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 love it he's hosting a watch party oh I didn't know that. Yeah, he just posted today. He's hosting a watch party. 
last time he, the last movie that we did, Psycho Yoga Instructor, uh, it trended nationally. And I think in large part because of Steve. Steve. So there is a very good chance that uh, Mr. Hofstetter will, I, I'm not putting pressure on him because who knows if this will happen. Steve, if you're listening, no pressure. But if if he's tweeting about it, that could be a big thing for us. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about live tweeting. I'm going to watch it with some friends because I'm like, who's got cable? Wants to watch this bad boy. So we're going to have a tiny little watch party with like me and a few friends at my at my friend Skylar's house who hosted the last Lifetime thing I was in because he's he's, I'm like, you're the only one I know as like cable and can record it. And you have a giant TV. But I might I might live tweet it, too, just for fun. I don't have as many. uh, I'm probably not as active as you. I'm definitely not. Not as active on Twitter as you and Steve, but I'm somewhat active. And I'm like, any way we can juice this puppy up and get people excited, I, I'm stoked. I want as many people watching it as, as we can get. I, I agree with you. And I'll be honest, like, this is one of those ones. Listen, you, you do a low budget movie. And I think everybody knows this is a relative. This isn't a micro budget movie, but it's a low budget movie. Yeah, uh, it is. You, I, I call them qualifier movies. Because you give them to somebody and you go, when you watch this, you have to understand we didn't have a sound guy on day two. Uh, we had to like just figure it out. So some of the sound is a messed up, but just enjoy it. This is one of the ones that I don't feel necessary, like the need to qualify. Like I just want people to see it because I go, this is, a, you're going to like it. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It, it's yeah. plod. There's no pacing problems. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I don't know if uh, this got back to you. One of the things that Lifetime praised to us when they bought it on the producing side was the relationship between you and Mary. That oh, they cool. was super strong. And, I, you know, I don't, I'll find the exact words and, and tell you off, off uh, thing here. But they, they thought that it was a very naturalistic, good relationship that uh, I would agree with you guys knowing that you're really good friends in real life it kind of makes sense yeah uh, one of the things that we worked on through all the drafts was like how quickly and in what way do we open mary's character up to this potential friendship with your character and you know we at one point it wasn't until page 60 which was too slow and at one point it was on like page 26 way too fast you guys handled that perfectly and i think it was you two on the acting side who found that groove of when does a, a boss become a friend right exactly yeah we we picked a couple of scenes out there where it was like then mary sort of had to play with relaxing a bit more and me choosing moments where it's it's because i have a few like zingers in there luckily yeah. i get to be you know natural and and some some uh, slightly funny but more towards i get to play off ali who is my co-nurse in the film and mary is the you know the owner of the house and all that and she's very uptight right. um luckily in my lines i got to be a little more playful with her even though it was like undercutting her it was giving her a wink at the same time while knowing like I'm going to tell you the truth, but I'm still, I'm on your side. You hired me, but I'm here for, for good. One Um, of the best moments between you two, I think was an improv line where you say, there it is. Yep. That was, that was, that was me going, hearing Mary's line and laughing and just, it's fun when you know, if you know the director and you're like, I think we got that last one where I didn't, where I just, you know, you smile, you give a reaction if they don't want any improv. And for me, I improv so much. I mean, the line that's in the movie, I'm so glad. The, there it is, yes. 
But the line that I improv that I love the most is where I go, she doesn't want the s'more that I have for her. And I go, okay, then yeah, I'll just go bury this one in the backyard and I'll make you fresh one then, okay? Like trying to get her to laugh. And and they kept that line in and I was like, yay! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say this, uh, Tara, I hope this doesn't upset you. I'm telling everybody I wrote that line. I love it. Go ahead. I'm telling everybody in my life, I'm calling them up. The moment it happens in the movie, I'm saying, <laughs> by the way, that one was specifically my, no, that was great. You guys and did. so was there. It is. Yeah. He needs to own that one as I well. All of them. Yeah. Uh, no, it was, you guys did a, a, a wonderful job on it. And I just want to say thank you so much for being in the movie and being as good as you were. And my hope is that we have a hundred thousand more movies that we're going to. Uh, that would make my life. I've like, just all I want to do is, is be like, wouldn't it be so cool if we could just keep making these movies with like a certain team of people that just right. goes, you are our actors or, uh, you know, and we'll not always have like the same like lead or whatever, but we get, we'll at least be working in things like maybe even just like once a year, like how fun would that be? It would It'd just be great. Be We'd be like the, the Wes Anderson of yeah. Psycho Lifetime movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I want to be like Jamie Curtis. Like she was come back, remember Halloween? I'm like, yeah. she's still working. She's like 70. I was right. like, Let, let's do that. Where he's just obsessed with like certain people, but I can like still swing in. Yeah, like, oh, it'd be great. It'd be like, we should build out the, the uh, exit 19 universe. Yeah. So it's a connected universe. So like Abby Fields is a nurse in the yes. next one we're doing, but like sometimes she's a background character and maybe she becomes a doctor now that she's yeah. together with, oh, I don't want to, I'm not spoiling anything, folks. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know. Well, maybe you even die. I don't even know. You might die. Maybe, maybe I die. Maybe, maybe I you don't come maybe, back maybe. as a zombie in the yeah. season. And it's psycho zombie nurse, which I, I'm no, writing. I- <laughs> Right you now. know, I love zombie stuff. <laughs> it sells. So, hey, Tara, where can we find you? Give me some plugs. Where do you want people to go so we can uh, shuttle them to where they need to be? Heck yeah. Um, check me out on my YouTube channel. You can just search Tara Erickson. I'll pop right up. T-A-R-A and then Erickson, E-R-I-C-K-S-O-N. Um, I'm at Tara Erickson on Instagram. I'm at the Tara Erickson on Twitter. Um, and yeah, those are my main stuff. I also have a blog, uh, I write, so talking, T-A-L-K-I-N-T-A-R-A. So talkingterra.com if you want to read my blog. I got a okay. website, IMDB me, I'm on Google. And I just recently found out I'm on Wikifeet, which is a little terrifying, but Wait, uh, luckily what? I got a good score. It's like a 4.5 out of five. Yeah, in regards to feet, apparently. What is, is wiki feet? No, oh my God, Jay, you don't know. See, that's, uh, some people are like, oh my God, you're on wiki feet. And other people are like, what the hell is that? Uh, no joke. Wiki feet is where people judge like famous people and also me, apparently, <laughs> uh, on their feet. Cause there's like, people have a weird feet obsession and then they rate your feet. And I'm like, I've never posted a picture of my feet ever. Yeah. And of course, like four years ago, there's some, you know, it's a picture I took where my foot is like kind of sticking out, but I'm wrapped in a, in a sheet. And I'm like, they literally see a pinky toe and like maybe another toe. And I'm rated on that picture and some other thing. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is, this is going to be what, what blows me wide open. This is just going to be, wow. Her rating is so high. People need to know her. 
Yeah, there's uh, well, there's the there's the Q rating, and then of course there's the Wiki Feet rating, the two most yeah. important things. I just want to say I'm so glad I don't have fetishes. It's because I've I've said this and I've talked about this a lot on the uh, the podcast. So this is not coming out of nowhere. Um, two things about this. I just because this is a fascinating thing. Go to see Tara everywhere that she's at. This is bonus content involving. Bonus. Number one, I the reason why men like like feet. I've read about this. I don't oh. have this. Oh my god! I can't wait. So here's what it is: there is a map that every human being has in their brain of the human body, right? So when you think of face, there's a little patch of neurons that that go. When you think arm, another little patch of neurons. If you think genitals, another little patch of neurons. The feet neurons are right next to the genital neurons like they're connected like by like a string so for some people there can be a cross wire and when they think feet their body reacts the same way we think genitals a genital right (gasps) so insane they can't help it it's and that's why feet are the most prevalent of these fetishes because it's so close in their neural mapping of the human body, it's easy to get a crosswire. So that, that's number one. Number two, here's the other reason why I don't, this is like, I w- would hate having a fetish. Because if you, like, let's say you get together with a guy, Tara, and right. it's, he's perfect in every way, right. but he's got a foot thing, okay? So for the rest, like, you're like, all right, I can put up with it. But you know, for the rest of your life, you got to fake enjoying touching him with your foot, right? right? You got to do this thing of like, oh, I'm really into it. And I know in my heart of heart, I cannot do anything with my wife that I know she doesn't like. Like, it's just, I have to know that she likes it. So if I had to go through that, she'd have to lie to me from the very beginning or else I couldn't be with her. You know what I mean? Like the first time I mentioned feet, she'd have to go, I love touching men with my feet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I would imagine it's a living hell for these guys. Oh then, God, yeah. Right, that's all. And if you have a foot fetish, still watch the movie, but also, ew, right? I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, there's my feet aren't going to be in this movie, sadly. You know, but hey, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, Instagram, and you want to pay me, you know, like a thousand bucks, I'll send you a picture of a foot. Yeah. By the way, that offer is open to me as well. To yeah. Any- uh, gay men or women have foot fetishes. Women, women could like men's feet too, Jay. Yeah, I got some hobbity feet. So if you're if your thing is big and hairy, please <laughs> find my foot fetish account, Big and Hairy Jay at Twitter. Uh, Isn't it insane? People make money off feet accounts. Yeah, I make their living off of it, Jay. Yeah, and I imagine the people who work it like in Republican broadcasting lie to their parents that they do foot fetish work that's how they yeah, make it. on the so side you mean yeah like no when when people ask like when they go back to their high school reunion and they work at fox news and they're like where do you work they go oh i have a foot fetish twitter uh, pictures of my feet so they don't have to tell them that they're fox news employees i think right. the, uh, bill's not here he's the conservative so i can do as much anti-fox stuff as i want so. They use it as a plan B. Yeah. No, what do you do? Oh, well, I, you know, I was hoping for a job in the media. So I take pictures of my feet knuckles and I send them to old men who give me money. I thought you got a job at Fox News. Oh, no, no, no. I would never. No, do no, no. 
My, I, I have integrity. I know. So. And on that note, Tara, please go visit Tara. Please watch her in the movie. Follow her on Twitter. Uh, she is uh, both a fantastically funny person, a fantastically talented actor, and uh, you deserve to know her and have her in your life. So it was a pleasure, Tara, having you on the podcast. Thank you so Thank much you for putting for up. With me. You're great. Your Twitter's hilarious. Uh, well, I hope we make so many more things. I appreciate that. Well, we'll be in touch for sure. Yes. All right. Thank you, Tara. Okay. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.